Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kuzmeski. Today I'm interviewing someone really very amazing, Betty Ann Heggie. She is a thought leader in gender dynamics. She's had articles featured in Harvard Business Review, Inc. Magazine, Huffington Post. She is the author of Gender Physics, Unlocking the Energy You Never Knew You Had to Get the Results You Want. She speaks regularly on how men and women can make progress together in the modern workplace. And I am thrilled that she has given us her time today to be on the Female Insight Zone. Welcome, Betty Ann. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. So tell me a little bit, you know, your topic is really about this gender dynamics. And, you know, this is a topic that everybody kind of is talking about. Uh, How do we get women and men to work better? How can there be more equality in the workplace and all of this? So I'm going to start off with one question, and that is, why hasn't it worked already? Why haven't we been able to solve this already? Interesting, isn't it? I think it's because of subconscious bias. You know, we only use about 10% of our brains consciously and 90% has been pre-programmed from the time that we were babies, really. And that subconscious bias says that men are supposed to act a certain way and women are supposed to act a certain way. And men are supposed to therefore hold certain jobs and women are supposed to be the caretakers. And we think about the skills of leadership as being interchangeable with the skills that we attribute to men. And so that means that subconsciously, 90% of our brains think that men should be in leadership roles, and 90% of our brain thinks that women should be taking care of others. And of course, that makes it difficult for women to transition from the Not that they shouldn't be taking care of others in leadership roles, but we see leaders subconsciously as being strong, independent, self-sufficient, bottom line oriented. And those are the skills that we attribute to the masculine. And when women exhibit those skills, they have to cloak it in a lot of the skills of the feminine in order to be liked and accepted because it's not where we think women should be. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And so then the next question is, well, women are women and men are men. And what if um, it was possible that women who were just being women could actually be leaders and accepted as leaders? Or do we need to change to become what the men are? So what I say is that we're all individuals. And in fact, it's interesting. In the 90s, there was all kinds of books written about the female brain, the male brain. And I read them all and took them all to heart. And the most recent research, which has come out of the University of Tel Aviv in just the last couple of years, they put 1,400 women and men through an MRI to test their brains. And what they found is that those brains that we would in the past considered to be male or female are fewer than 1%. So we've actually, we're all individuals made up of a myriad of characteristics. And instead of having these ideas that men should be a certain kind of leader and women should be a certain kind of leader, what I say is we're all individuals. Let's use the attributes of the masculine when it's appropriate and the attributes of the feminine when it's appropriate and use them both together, whether you're a male or a female. What we have to get out of our subconscious bias conditioning that we've had from the time we were children. So I do think it does take some conscious effort to be different than the way we've been trained. Yes, absolutely. And and so 
How do we change the culture of organizations, the culture of business that has been more male dominated to understand that we all are individuals and let's respect the characteristics and the qualities that each individuals have. And therein lies what I think is the real problem, because we haven't been able to make that cultural adjustment. Exactly. You know, well, I think the very fact that we're having the conversations about it now is really healthy. It's what's creating change. Yesterday afternoon, I spoke at the Canadian Pharmacists Women's Leadership Summit, and there was about a half a dozen men there. And I mentioned, I talked about the importance of mentorship for women, because what I said is it's a patriarchal system designed by men for men. Women have trouble navigating that system, so they need mentorship. And I said, we need male mentors and female mentors, and because Female mentors are going to help us decide about the way that we do division of labor at home, uh, helping us be mothers and reassuring us that we can be mothers and career people. But we also need male mentors because quite often they help us understand the patriarchal system and how we need to act. But unfortunately, there's a lot of news that's coming out right now that men are feeling uncomfortable mentoring women because of the Me Too movement. And a man stood up at the mic and said, I want to talk about that. Like, what advice do you have? And I said, well, we need to have the conversations, first of all. And I said, when I go out and speak to men about mentoring women, I always say, you need to treat men and women as if they're equal. So if you have a policy that you're not going to take a woman for dinner because you think it might be mistaken that you're having an affair, don't take a man for dinner. Like, don't make the playing field that's already uneven more difficult for women. Make it even. And make sure that you treat men and women equally. So, for example, my husband and I were traveling along in a car and, you know, the whole story around Joe Biden right now, which came out a few weeks ago when he was uh, announced his president run for the Democratic leadership, and you know, that he was patting women on the head and kissing them on the shoulder or whatever. My husband said, I feel kind of sorry for him. I think he's just acting the way a lot of men act. And he thought his intentions were good. And I said, they might have been, but he wasn't treating those women as equals. So the bottom line is, we need to call men when they're not treating women as equals. And we need to have the conversation to explain why. And it's really baby steps. I don't believe we're going to have some big crisis that's going to create such an aha moment that everybody is going to look at this differently. I just think that we have to be vigilant about making baby step changes, explaining things to people, being conscious ourselves so that we can bring it forward. And that is what's going to make the difference. Yeah, I I really agree with that as it relates to uh, Joe Biden, for instance, if you're not going to pat a man on the head and kiss his shoulder, uh, (laughs) then you probably shouldn't do it to a woman either. And I guess that that's probably really good advice. And I I think also this Me Too movement, it makes men very uncomfortable just in general. And and in some cases, in some men are kind of mad about that. Like they're mad about the whole thing. And one way to get back is to use it as an excuse. Well, the reason I don't do it because I might be accused of this. Mm -hmm. No, if you're acting appropriately, you're not going to be accused of it anything. I mean, that's just how it is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's you, you've, you've nailed it. I mean, it's the bottom line is just don't be a jerk. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's pretty clear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I know that you've been involved in lots of mentorship programs, and you've started mentorship programs. One of the things that, that I've heard, and I've actually seen some academic studies on this, relating to the fact that women 
aren't necessarily the greatest mentors for other women, either because they are, they're just focused on moving forward and they had to cram through this and you just have to do it the same way, or they just don't have time or it's a competitive thing. Have you seen this also? And what do you think is the reason for this and how can we get over it? Well, women are busy. So what I advise people is that if you're going out and looking for a mentor, first of all, you could sign up for a formal mentorship program where you would be matched with someone. And then, of course, that person has already agreed to give their time. So you're safe in asking for their time. But if you're just finding a mentor informally, which is just somebody that you turn to, what I say to women is don't walk up to a woman and say, will you be my mentor? That's kind of like walking up and saying, you know, will you be my boyfriend? (laughs) We all know that if you want to establish a relationship, you, you know, maybe try to take the person for coffee and have a conversation and see if there's chemistry and if the relationship organically grows. And so those kinds of women, I think by and large, women are busy that, you know, most women are not only taking on the more of the household duties at home, but they're also the primary caregiver, even when we have parents, fathers that are really involved, women do tend to pick up more. Many women are also taking care of aging parents. And of course, because they want to be good citizens, many are volunteering as well. So they're busy. So walking up to somebody and saying, will you be my mentor is almost like saying, will you adopt me when they're already overwhelmed with everything happening in their lives. So I always say, make it more of a I look at you and I see how successful you have been at raising children and having a career. And I would just like to pick your brain for a short period of time over coffee. Most people don't refuse that because all of us like to think that our opinion is important and that our experience is valuable. So it's very validating. And so if you can approach it that way, by and large, you usually get the success that you want in getting somebody's opinion. And really, mentorship means I'm open for growth. So you look at ways that you can grow. Who do you associate with that's going to help you grow? And that could be different people. It also could be books or movies. Apparently, Abe Lincoln was, during the Civil War, was not happy with what his military generals were doing. And he started reading books on military leadership. And he views those books as his mentorship. He was able to go back to his military generals, give better questions, give them better direction, ended up, of course, winning the Civil War. So it's where do we find growth? And sometimes we learn from people that we don't think we can learn from. Sometimes we can learn how not to be. That's kind of a alternative form of mentorship, if you will. Right. No, I think that is, that's a great advice. And the Lincoln story is perfect because if you can't find somebody, there's other resources that you perhaps can look to. And I know a lot of entrepreneur women have issues finding mentors, as do women in corporations. But you mentioned that there's some formal mentorship programs. Where would be an example of somebody who's either inside a company, they might have their own mentorship program, or working on their own? Where are some of these places that people should look for formal mentorship programs? I think, first of all, go and have a look at your uh, Chamber of Commerce, because those are organizations that want to promote business, and they understand that women are the biggest growing market in entrepreneurship, and they will often have mentorship programs. There's are some online mentorship programs. I think Lean In actually has one. I've done some mentoring. Quite frankly, you just look up people that you think have experience and what you'd like. And don't be afraid to connect with them on LinkedIn, drop them a line and just say, I've got this issue. You know, what do you say? What do you recommend? Because mentorship 
It's funny, in uh, Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, she said that there was a woman in her office that she was mentoring routinely. She thought she was mentoring routinely, giving her advice, feedback. And one day this woman said, I just really wish that I had a mentor. That would help me so much. And Sheryl Sandberg said, she kind of thought, well, I thought I was your mentor. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean? So she said to the woman, what do you think a mentor is? And the woman said, well, someone that you spend, you know, an hour with once a week and you unload and you hear everything. And Cheryl Sandberg said, that's a therapist. <laughs> right. Or a coach. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So consider what it is that you're looking for and maybe adjust your thinking. A mentor is somebody you can learn from. And it, I say to people, have a number of them. Get male mentors, get female mentors, get people with different expertise, turn to them all. But don't expect them to rescue you. I can't tell you how many people have emailed me or said, if you would just be my mentor, I know I would be such a success. And I'm like, no, you need to be a success already and come to me to help enhance what you're doing. Right. Someone else is not going to make you successful. You need to make yourself successful, but you can learn from others. Yeah, that's that's good. So how can people reach you? I know you do a lot of speaking and you do other work and consulting. So uh, talk about where people can reach you, find out more, find out about your book. It's all available on my website, which is just my name, BettyAnnHagey.com. I'm available. I have a Facebook page where every day I post articles that I think are thought-provoking. I have a lot of men and women comment on them. I love the conversation there. I'm, of course, on Twitter. Please uh, don't hesitate to reach out. My book's available on my website and also through Amazon. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights. In just a few minutes, I really learned a lot, and I hope our audience did too. Thank you so much, Betty Ann. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>